Welcome to the podcast, Restore Yourself, Restore Your Marriage, where it's all about discovering the thoughts that get you in the mood, the thoughts that get you out of the mood, and how creating a deeper connection with yourself creates a deeper connection with your spouse. I'm your coach, Shelly Anderson, coaching you through life, love, and intimacy. This is episode number 157, Top 10 Turnoffs for Women. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode. Have you ever guys watched some of those late night shows that would sometimes do like a top 10 of something? I know that when I was growing up, I think the David Letterman show would always do this at least once a week. Maybe it was every night where they would do top 10 of something And I thought that this might be a really good way to kind of talk about some of the most common turnoffs, especially for women. Um, They can also be for the husbands and definitely some of these overlap for both husband and wife. But I wanted to just talk about some of them in a very easy way to grasp, right? So a top 10 list um, seems like the perfect way to do that. So let's just jump in. And I want to make one reference to an article that I found from Focus on the Family, because sometimes they do have some really good articles. And so some of the things on this list are going to come from that. And then also from some other research that I've just done. And we're going to talk about the importance of knowing the some of the data out there and what that means for us. Okay, so we're just going to go through these top 10, and they're not in order, right? These are just some of the top ones. And the first one is disrespect. And this can show up in a bunch of ways, but maybe not listening to your spouse or dismissing some of the things they'd say or being critical or calling them names. Disrespect is definitely something that can turn a wife off to the idea of wanting to be intimate with her spouse. The other, the next one, number two, would be emotional inhibitions. And this is something that is more an internal thing. And so this could be if a spouse is not feeling so good about themselves. And this might show up in the way that they look or how they feel about themselves, their own self-esteem. Or it could also show up in the form of they are insecure about how they might be performing in the intimate act itself. And if they don't feel like they have good skills or that they're not going to measure up to porn standards, that could really fall into this category. Okay, number three, neglect outside of the bedroom. I think we've probably heard that what happens outside the bedroom affects what happens inside the bedroom. And so this can really show up in a wide variety of ways. Um, But usually this is very much connected to the emotional aspect. A lot of times when I have clients, it's under this category that they are kind of seeking and longing for something to improve, right? They want a better emotional connection to be happening outside of the bedroom in hopes that it will instigate 
and spark that emotional connection inside the bedroom so that intimacy becomes more fun, more pleasurable, more enjoyable, and that there's an actual desire for more of it. So if that's not happening outside the bedroom, let's say there's not very many conversations that are happening or date night has been neglected, then that is very easy for that to show up in the bedroom and make intimacy more challenging. Um, The next one, number four, is a lack of effort. So this could also show up in a number of ways, but one that we hear a lot is if a husband is like, well, my wife, she's wearing her sweatpants again and her hair is in a scrunchie. (laughs) For me, it's if I put on my onesie my hoodie footy because I get cold easily. And so I love it because it's got a hood and it's got the little place where you put your thumbs in and it's got feet and it's all attached and I'm so cozy and warm. And a lot of times if I put that on, my husband's going to be like, oh no, there's no effort there. Not good. And also for the wife, she may be thinking the same thing. Like, well, why doesn't he dress nice? Like he dresses nice for work, but when he gets home, You know, same thing. Maybe he puts on his sweats as well. And this could also show up in hygiene. This is one of those things that sometimes is not talked about. But when I talk to clients about some things that really turn them off, hygiene comes up. How the smells are. (laughs) And what the smells of one person's body mixed with another the smells that that can produce. And so sometimes we don't talk about that, but that can be a turn off. Number five is an addiction to pornography. Now, while the world might say, hey, this is a good thing. This is a way to spark something new in your relationship, or this is a way for your eyes to visually absorb, you know, two bodies having sex, and then you will be turned on. We know from science, (laughs) and not just like what's popular and out there, but we know from science that pornography actually does brain damage. It rewires the brain. And so it has really negative effects on the relationship and how we view our spouse and also the way our own body is going to get aroused. It's going to become much more difficult if we're only used to pornography and not real life, that's not a fun trap to get stuck in. Okay, now those are the ones that came from that article. And from the other articles that are out there on the internets, here are some of the other ones that showed up in most of the articles. If one of the spouses is too focused on sex, that could really become a turnoff for the other one because it's not just like, hey, let's have a an adult mature conversation about it. It's kind of when it starts to become extreme where that's maybe, maybe the only thing they want to talk about and they don't want to talk about some of the other needful conversations that are required when you share a house together, a home, children and bills and other responsibilities. And so when one becomes too focused on sex, or maybe at the opposite end, one never wants to talk about sex, that can also impede a better quality of an intimate relationship. 
Okay, so that was number six. Number seven is feeling ignored. And this can also show up in a lot of ways, maybe during conversations, if you feel like your spouse isn't listening, or if your spouse makes decisions and doesn't include you, doesn't ask you for your thoughts and opinions about big things. Let's say you guys need to move or one of you is considering a job change, things that would affect both of you, but one spouse is not being considered and ignored. That can definitely be a turnoff and that can definitely go for either spouse. Number eight, rushing. (laughs) And this is probably going to show up when one spouse is ready and they are in the mood and the other spouse is not. And we see this quite a bit in the husband and wife dynamic. Oftentimes the husband, because he is coming from the biology of spontaneous arousal, he may be the one that is initiating more often. This is usually the dynamics in most relationships. And it could be that when the husband is ready and is in the mood, the wife who has a different system of arousal, hers is the receptive and responsive arousal system, She's going to need more time, but also more components. There are more components involved in the female arousal system. And if a lot of those components are missing, then it's going to feel very rushed for her. And that's going to feel like it's happening too quick and her, she's not ready. Her body's not ready. Her body's not going into the arousal response. And that makes intimacy and intercourse way less enjoyable. And if it's less enjoyable, then we're not tapping into the pleasure part of the brain that's like, hey, that's worth it. That's awesome. That feels amazing. Let's let's do this some more. And so it's really important that we understand the components of female arousal in her system because they are different than the males. This is so important. It's so valuable. And unfortunately, in today's world, this is not taught. The female arousal system is pretty much ignored, which is understandable why so many women are really struggling with the concept of being turned on. It's because we're not taught this. Women aren't taught this for themselves. Men aren't taught this for their wives. And so we're just missing this information. And so we really need to educate ourselves about the difference between the male arousal system and the female arousal system. But once we're able to understand that and say, okay, let's not rush things, then we're operating completely different. And instead of being turned off, we can say, oh yeah, we looked at these components. We've put them into our our day today. And so instead of being turned off to intimacy, we are now open and turned on. What a different experience. Okay, number nine, our spouse is not helping. So this one definitely comes up quite a bit when I work with clients. This is, I'm not going to say it's number one, but it's definitely up there we tend to think if my spouse just did this and this, then I would be in the mood, right? It's the fact that 
they're not doing this and they're not doing that, that it's such a turnoff. It turns me off. I could have been in the mood, but because of this, now I'm not. So this one, I love the example of the dishes, right? Because a lot of times the wife will say like, well, if my husband would just do the dishes, well, then I would be turned on. And I love to play with this concept, like really, (laughs) if the dishes were actually done and the sink was nice and clean, do you see that clean sink? And you're just like, yes, game on. Let's go to the bedroom. Usually not. I have clients whose husbands do the dishes on a very consistent basis. They help with the homework. They help take the kids to all the sports. They help with the nighttime routine. They do a lot of those things. And yet there are still more things that come up of their not helping. And so this one can really become a big stumbling block, a big stumbling block and a major turnoff. If we don't know how to actually face that and challenge it and think about it in a new way. Now, before we get to number 10, I want to say that I was looking in all these different articles to see if this number 10 would show up. And after several articles, I would say maybe 15 to 20 articles that I read about this, None of them talked about this. And of course, this is where life coaching comes in. And this is why I was looking for it to see if it is out there on the internets as something to consider. And it's not. And so let's make sure we talk about this. This is number 10. This is the way we think about what is happening around us. This is context. This is what we make things mean. This is huge. It's probably the biggest thing for women when it comes to what turns them off. This is usually what happens. We're in any type of situation, any type of circumstance. We see our spouse doing something we don't like or saying something we don't like. Or the opposite, not doing something that we wish they would do or not saying something we we wish they would say. And then we make it mean something. And we usually make it mean something pretty negative, either about them, about ourselves, about our marriage as a whole, or about sex and intimacy. And so you can see that when we are able to have these negative thoughts in any circumstance or situation we face, well, we could be faced with a new circumstance every five seconds. So you can see that this could really add up into something huge and it can become the biggest stumbling block we face. And so what do we want to do with this top 10 list? Well, we want to use it as a way to increase our own awareness, right? If any of these really stood out to you and you're like, oh, yes, I can relate with that. Make a mental note of that. That doesn't mean that the exact opposite is the solution or the answer. (laughs) A lot of times it is not. But it's just good to start to have your own awareness A lot of times when I have a client come to me and I ask them the things that get them out of the mood, 
they can rattle most of the things on this list off easily. And as we start to really dive into it, we kind of explore the exact opposites and see if that's really what gets them in the mood and would turn them on. And if they're being honest, it usually is not. But let's use this list as a way to increase our awareness as a starting point. It's not the solution. It's not the ending point. It's a starting point. So be aware of the ones that really stood out to you. And once you do that, I want to make sure that you avoid the biggest trap with this list. What we don't want you to do is to have these things in mind and then turn to your spouse and say, now you fix them all so that I am turned on, right? Do all the opposites of these things and then I will be turned on. That's the biggest trap is us blaming our spouse for all of them, waiting around for them to make changes and expecting them to do things so that we can be turned on. So let's not fall into that trap. Once we increase our awareness of the ones that are really kind of standing out for us, we are the ones that have to do something about it. That is how we actually start to solve for what turns us on. We get to become empowered in our own libido. We have a say in it. And so this week, I want you to pick one of those things, one of those things in that top 10 list. And I want you to come up with your own plan of how you can do something about it to improve it without having to force your spouse to do something different. Maybe you could start a new conversation that you haven't had before, but it's never going to be with the intention of controlling or changing your spouse. That's ineffective. See how you can create an environment for yourself that actually turns you on. That way, you are not dependent on your spouse to for him to do all the things on your list. That's a really ineffective way to deal with other adult humans, right? And that's a whole nother podcast and episode. But this is even true in marriage. When it comes to what can turn us on, that is a discovery process that we have to embark on for ourselves, especially as women, because this is not taught to us. Now, the good news is, is that I have a course that's called the Emotional Intimacy Effect, Intimacy Beyond Sex. And we totally go into this concept in awesome detail. You get to do these discovery sheets where you get to really dive into what turns you off and then what turns you on into categories you've probably never even considered. And so if you find that you're really struggling in this area, you can get this course for free in our membership in the Make It Meaningful membership, which is only $39 a month. So work on one this week and then get onto my website, Shelly.AndersonCoaching and check out the membership so you can get that course for free and see if you can make a difference in the way you feel and how much more 
easily you can get turned on. Because remember, the more you restore this type of intimacy with yourself, the more you can restore it with your spouse. Thank you so much for listening today, and I hope you will join me again next week.